Hallelujah. Uh, today's lesson probably is going to be a bit short, but I pray it's sweet. We're continuing on through the book of Enoch. And as always, we seek to align it with our canon. That is the scriptures we come to know and love, you know. And, you know, as we've been seeing thus far that, you know, hey, they align pretty well, right? Hallelujah. You know. Um, today we're going to get into chapter 23 and today we probably, probably, you know, um, it's going to, are, are going to see a lot of stuff that actually is not in our canon, you know, um, but that's all good, you know, because that teaches us, you know, of, of, you know, what, what else is out there, you know, and, uh, you know, what, we don't know. Amen. You know, so I'm gonna read the whole book, the whole chapter rather of Enoch 23. It's only three verses. You know, uh, <laughs> it says, from thence I went to another place to the west of the ends of the earth. And so, you know, um, for those of you uh, who have been keeping up with the previous chapters we see that uh enoch is going on this tour so to speak you know with the holy angels of elohim and and they're taking them and showing them all this secret stuff or um this stuff that men don't normally see you know let's put it that way that's actually within the earth taking them you know all these different places and showing them these things that exist you know, so verse two goes on to say, and I saw a burning fire which ran without resting, and it paused not from its from its course day or night, but ran regularly. And I asked, saying, What is this that rests not? Then Raguel, one of the holy angels who was with me, answered me and said unto me, This course of fire which thou hast seen is the fire in the west, um, is the fire in the west which persecutes all the luminaries of heaven. You know, and so yeah you know um that's pretty much what it is we don't have anything in our canon that aligns with that you know but there you have it it you know um let's go on to enoch 24. let me have my first reader read enoch 24 one through six please and from this i went to another place on the earth and he showed me a mountain range of fire which burned day and night. And I went beyond it and saw seven magnificent mountains, all different each other, each from one from, from the from the other. And the stones thereof were, mag were magnificent and beautiful, magnificent as a whole, of glorious appearance and fair exterior. Three towards the east, three towards the east, one founded one the other, and three towards the south, one upon the other, and deep rough ravines. No one of which joined with any other. And the seventh mountain was situated in the midst of these, and it excelled them in height, and resembling the seat of a throne, and, and fragrant trees encircled the throne. And amongst them was a tree such as I have never, never at all smelled. Neither was there any amongst them, nor were there others like it. And it had a fragrance beyond all fragrance, and, it leaves, and its leaves and blooms and wood Wither not forever, and its fruit are beautiful, and its fruits, and its fruit is beautiful, 
and it truly resembles the dates of the palm. And then, I, then I said, how beautiful is this tree and fragrant and its leaves are fair and its blooms are very delightful in, in appearance. Then answered Michael, one of the holy and honored angels who was with me and was there and, and was their leader. You know, so here it is. He sees this beautiful, beautiful tree. And, you know, the story picks up, you know, in chapter 25. My next reading, please. And he said unto me, Enoch, why dost thou ask me regarding the fragrance of the tree? And why dost thou wish to learn the truth? Then I answered him saying, I wish to know about everything, but especially about this tree. And he answered, saying, The high mountain which thou hast seen, whose summit is like the throne of Elohim, is his throne. For the Holy Great One and the Adonai of glory, the eternal King, will sit. And when he shall come down to visit the earth with goodness, and as for the fragrant tree, no human is permitted to touch it till the great judgment, when he shall take vengeance on all and bring everything to its consummation forever. It shall be, it shall then be given to the righteous and holy. Its fruit shall be for food to the elect. It shall be transplanted into the holy place, to the temple of the Adonai, the eternal king. Then shall they rejoice with joy and be glad, and into the holy place shall they enter, and its fragrance shall be in their bones, and they shall live a long life on earth, such as your fathers lived in their days. Then blessed I, the Elohim of glory, the eternal King, for who hath prepared such things for the righteous and hath created them and promised to give them. Well, hallelujah. So, you know, we see um, that it speaks of this high mountain where, where this tree is, you know, and its summit being like the throne of Elohim and is the throne of Elohim. And so, you know, hey, that teaches us something that even that Yah has a throne here upon the earth, you know, um, you know, in an undisclosed location, there is a throne of Elohim, you know, and, you know, it speaks about this tree, this beautiful tree, you know, um, being there and it's being like super fragrant, you know, so much so that it says, that you know when they eat when people eat it that the fragrant fragrance remains in their bones how fragrant is that you know um you know we have some pretty fragrant things you know on the planet but uh i don't know if we have anything you know that we know of that's that's fragrant that's that fragrant you know uh garlic is pretty fragrant you know, you can take some garlic, a bulb of garlic, put it in your shoe, and if it's if it's the right kind of garlic, you'll be able to smell it on your breath in a few minutes. Yeah. You know, so yeah, we do have some fragrant things, but I just thought that was just like, you know, that just stands out like, wow. <laughs> fragrance should be in their bones. You know, now I want to call your attention to something. It says they shall live a long life on earth, such as your fathers lived in their days. You know, um, and 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 so that that causes you to question, like you know, 
how did our fathers live? And, you know, and yeah, you know, they lived hundreds of years. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, I believe the, the longest living being recorded lived 969 years, you know, which uh, was Methuselah, you know, and, you know, hence we get the, uh, the, the saying, you old as Methuselah, you know, <laughs> you know? but, uh, but yeah, you know, but I thought that was pretty interesting though, because, you know, it speaks about, you know, the righteous, you know, partaking of this tree and living a long life on earth, such as their fathers lived in their days, you know, that's a little different than eternal life. Mm -hmm. yeah. Is it not? Because yeah. at the end of the day, you know, even if you live 969 years, that 970 of year, you're not. You know what I'm saying? So that's, you know, yeah, that's, you know, that's, that is a long time. But that, that's, you know, that's not eternity. You know, um, and so, it, you know, it caused me to, you know, to, to ponder that, like, you know, mm -hmm. um, well, you know, does our canon agree with this? You know, we, of course, read in our canon about eternal life, mm -hmm. but does it speak of a long temporal life? Mm -hmm. It does? Where? Well, yeah, but that doesn't necessarily tell you it's going to be like hundreds of years or, you know, um, but it is, it is in there somewhere. Mm -hmm. First of all, let's uh, consider this tree that, that Enoch saw. So when we read the verse, we saw that it was at the throne of Elohim, right? You know, and so Revelations 22, 1 and 2 says, and he showed me a pure river of water um, of life clears crystal proceeding from the throne of Elohim and of the Lamb. You know, now we read that, you know, that high mountain was like the throne of Elohim and it was the throne of Elohim, right? You know, so we know we're in the right place. Um, verse two, it says, in the middle of the street on either side of the river was the tree of life. Could this have been the tree that Enoch saw? It says, which bore 12 fruits, each yielding its fruit every month. The leaves of the tree were for the healing of the nations. You know, um, coincidence or, you know, could Enoch have been looking at the tree of life? You know, um, you know, they both are where the throne of Elohim is and, you know, both bear fruit that people eat, you know, and we know those that eat it get long life and the tree of life, you would expect when somebody ate of it, it will give them life since it's called the tree of life, right? Mm -hmm. And it even speaks of the leaves of the tree being healing for the nations, which speaks to, you know, those who weren't among the righteous at the time. Amen? You know, so I thought that was pretty interesting. You know, we do have some correlation there, you know, uh, and... Consider Psalms 91.6, which says, with long life will I satisfy him 
and show him my salvation. Sounds like what Elder Dabu was about to do, huh? You know, and yeah, you know, um, but again, long life isn't the same as eternal life. And actually, Revelations 20, 22, verse 5, you know, speaks about eternal life. You know, but like we see in Psalm 91, 16, it speaks about, you know, with long life, I will satisfy you. And then we have Yeshayahu or Isaiah 65, 20, which says, there shall be no more thence an infant of days, nor an old man that have not filled his days. For the child shall die a hundred years old. Whoa. So this definitely long life, right? But take note, it says the child shall die a hundred years old. But the sinner shall be a hundred years, um, being a hundred years old shall be a curse. So the child, this is just a child, an infant that dies a hundred years old. You know, life just getting going. You know, but it still dies. You know, so I just want to call your attention to that because, you know, scripture does speak of long life and it also speaks of eternal life. These are two different things. Yet, they both are true. Say lot. Then we have Enoch 26. Uh, let me have my next reader read Enoch chapter 26. And I went from thence to middle of the earth and saw a blessed place in which there were trees with branches abiding and blooming of a dismembered tree. And there I saw a holy mountain and underneath the mountain to the east there was a stream and it flowed to the south and i saw towards the east another mountain higher than this and between them a deep and narrow ravine and it also ran a stream underneath the mountain and to the west thereof there was another mountain lower than the former and small lower than the former, and of small elevation, and a ravine deep and dry between them. And another deep and dry ravine was at the extremities of the three mountains. And all the ravines were deep and narrow, being formed of rock, of hard rock. And trees were not planted upon them. And I marveled at the rocks, and I marveled at the ravines. Yay, I marveled very much. Wow. You know, I'm gonna call your attention to, you know, where it says I went from thence to the middle of the earth. You know, uh, if you pay attention to what Enoch is saying, you know, here as well as in other places, you know, it makes something, you know, um, in order for the things that he said to be true, it makes something evident. And that is that the earth must be hollow. Because he's speaking about all these places that's within the earth, you know, um, you know. So that proposes that the earth is hollow. You know, 
And the funny thing is, like, you're starting to see this concept being brought up, you know, um, in movies. You know, where they're depicting, you know, a hollow earth and, you know, and all these folks, you know, um, all these, all these folks, these folks or beings, if you would, living, living in it. Uh, how, how many of you guys uh, ever, ever uh, heard or seen Men in Black? You know, did you take note that all the aliens, many of the aliens, some of them lived amongst the people, but many of them lived within the earth? You know, uh, and remember when when they when the headquarters was actually in in the earth, it went down miles and miles and miles in the earth. You know, uh, and. There's another movie that's just off the top of my head that, that really depicted this, uh, you know, um, well, and uh, it was semi-recent. It was uh, Godzilla versus King Kong. Yeah, it's not the most scriptural movie, but, um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, but nevertheless, like this concept was front and center in that movie. You know, and you know, Kong found out where he came from. You know, and uh, and it was within the earth. And when they went down in there, it was a whole different world within the world. You know, and dinosaurs were still there. You know, and it's just an interesting concept to consider because as we continue, you're going to see Enoch is also going to see some huge animals you know and i just bring this out because it's not very much here you know so we might as well have fun with the concepts that are there amen you know so let me have my next reader enoch chapter 27. Then said I, for what object is this blessed land, which is entirely filled with trees, and this accursed valley between? Then Uriel, one of the holy angels, who was with me, answered and said, This accursed valley is for those accursed forever, and here shall all the accursed be together, gather together, who utter with their lips against the Adonai unseemly words, and of his glory speaking hard things. Here shall they be gathered together, and here shall their here shall be their place of judgment. In the last days there shall be upon them the spectacle of righteous judgment in the presence of the righteous forever. And here shall be the merciful blessed, or here shall the merciful bless the Adonai of glory, the eternal king. And in the days of judgment over the former, they shall bless him for the mercy in accordance to which he has assigned for them their lot. Then I blessed the Adonai of glory and set forth his glory and lauded him gloriously. And thence I went toward the east into the midst of the mountain range of the desert, and I saw a wilderness, and it was solitary, full of trees and plants, and water gushed forth from above, and rushing like a copious watercourse which flowed toward the northwest, it caused clouds of dew to ascend on every side. Hallelujah. So we see in chapter 27. There's actually a place for the occurrence for those who, you know, 
put their lips against the Adonai and against um, his glory. Those who speak harsh things against them. You know, Yah has place for those folks. Amen? You know, and so they will find that place in, in the end. You know, and then uh, she also read chapter 28, all three verses of it. You know, uh, <laughs> you know, and it speaks of, you know, going into the midst of the mountain range, you know, of the desert and finding a wilderness that was solitary, full of trees and plants and water gushing forth from above. Kind of sound like an oxymoron, you know, because if it's a desert, then where are you getting all this water and trees, and, you know, but at the same time, it's a desert. Say lie. You know, and it says rushing like a copious water course. You know, that's kind of described. That's describing a waterfall in our actuality. You know, um, so let's go to Enoch twenty nine. Uh, I'm gonna read Enoch twenty nine. Then we we'll have my next reader read Enoch chapter thirty and thirty one. Says, and thence I went into another place in the desert and approached the east of this mountain range, and there I saw aromatic trees exhaling the fragrance of frankincense and myrrh. The trees also were similar to the almond tree. Sounds like a wonderful place. You know, you have all these fragrant trees, you know, emitting all this, these, these beautiful scents, you know. Yeah, it sounds, sounds pretty, pretty, pretty good. Um, okay, chapter 30, next reader, please, and 31. And beyond these, I went afar to the east, and I saw another place, a valley full of water, and therein there was a tree, the color of fragrant trees, such as the mastic. And on all sides of those valleys, I saw fragrant cinnamon. And beyond these, I proceeded to the east. And I saw other mountains, and amongst them were groves of trees. And there flowed forth from them nectar, which is named Sarara and Galbanum. And beyond these mountains, I saw another mountain to the east of the ends of the earth, whereon were aloe trees, and all the trees were full of staff, being like almond trees. And when one burnt it, it smelled sweeter than any fragrant odor. Yeah, yeah, pretty fragrant place. Uh, yeah, pretty self-explanatory. We're going to move on to Enoch chapter 32. My next reader, please. And after these fragrant odors, as I looked towards the north over the mountains, I saw seven mountains full of choice, nard and fragrant trees, and cinnamon and pepper. And thence I went over the summits of all these mountains, far toward east of the north, east of the earth, and passed over the sea of Erethine, I mean, passed over Erethine Sea, and went far from it and passed over the angel Lotel. And I came to the garden of righteousness and saw beyond those trees, many great trees growing there and of a goodly fragrance, very large, large, very beautiful and glorious and the tree of wisdom whereof they ate 
and new great wisdom. That tree is like the height, the fir, and its leaves are, and its leaves are like those of the cargo tree, and its fruits is like clusters of vine. They're very beautiful, and the fragrance of the tree penetrates afar. Then I said, how beautiful is the tree and how attractive it looks. Then Raphael, the holy angel who was with me answered and said, this is the tree of wisdom from which thy father, old in years, thy mother, thy aged mother, who were before thee at Eden, they learned wisdom and their eyes were open. They knew that they were naked and they were driven out the garden. Hey, we know about this tree, don't we? We heard about this place. Now this definitely is in our canon, right? You know, but the interesting thing is verse three, you know, they don't call it the garden of Eden. They call it the garden of righteousness. Hallelujah. You know, so um, this is, that's a really big thing to know actually. You know, um, that the Garden of Eden is also called the Garden of Righteousness. You know, um, and we talked about, um, well, you know, uh, a while ago in another, that one in the book of Enoch, but Eden speaks to, you know, joy, you know, um, being joyful, you know. So, what does that tell us? It tells us if we be righteous, we'll be joyful. Amen. You know, uh, and it also caused the tree, the tree of wisdom, you know, which, uh, which is, which is revelatory of what, what the woman would say, you know, before she ate of it, you know, and it talks about how the fragrance, you know, um, and how beautiful and glorious the tree was, you know, and you know, when we look back at our account in Genesis, we see, you know, that the woman actually made claim to some of these things. It's, it's there, you know, but we didn't, it doesn't, didn't help us realize like the tree was all that. But, you know, Enoch let us see like this tree was beautiful and, and very pleasant, you know, looking and smelling, you know, it was a beautiful tree. Like, he was marveling at it, you know, it says um, in, in Genesis 3, now the serpent was more subtle than any beast of the field which Yahuwah Elohim had made. And he said unto the woman, yea, have Elohim said, you shall not eat of every tree of the garden. And the woman said unto the serpent, we may eat of the fruit of the trees of the garden, but of the fruit of the tree, which is in the midst of the garden, Elohim have said, ye shall not eat of it, neither shall ye touch it, lest ye die. And the serpent said unto the woman, ye shall not surely die. For Elohim do have known that in the day ye eat thereof, then your eyes shall be open, and ye should be as gods, knowing good and evil. And when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, and that it was pleasant to the eyes, now Enoch definitely, you know, uh, uh, attests to it being pleasant to the eyes, and a tree to be desired to make one wise. Even he, the angels even called it a tree of wisdom, right? She took of the fruit thereof and did eat and gave also unto her husband with her. And he did eat and the eyes of them both were open and they knew that they were naked and they sewed fig leaves together 
and made themselves a yeah you know so um our canon definitely aligns with what enoch is saying you know then uh, we have enoch 33 and 34 my next reader please and from there i went to the ends of the earth and saw their great beasts and each differed from the other and i saw birds also differing in appearance and beauty and voice and the one differing from the other and to the east of those beasts i saw the ends of the earth whereon the heavens rest and the portals of the heavens open and i saw the and i saw how the stars of heaven come forth and I counted the portals out of which they proceeded and wrote down all the outlets of each individual star by itself according to their number and their names, their courses and their positions and their times and their months. And as Uriel, the holy angel who was with me show, showed me, he showed all things to me and wrote them down for me also their name their names he wrote for me and their laws and their companies. Enoch 34, verse 1. From thence I went towards the north to the ends of the earth, and there I saw a great glorious device at the ends of the whole earth. And here I saw three portals of heaven open in the heaven, who each of them proceeded north winds. When they blow, there's cold, hail, frost, snow, dew, and rain. And out of the portal they blow for good. But when they blow with the other two portals, it was violence and affliction on the earth, and they blew with violence. Hallelujah. You know, so here it is. We see a bunch of portals. And, you know, um, you we're going to read a lot about, about these portals throughout the, the Book of Enoch. You know, but you know, we have them all there um, all over the place pretty much. It continues on in Enoch 35. It says, and from thence I went towards the west to the ends of the earth and saw there three portals of the heaven open, such as I had seen in the east, the same number of portals and the same number of outlets. Yeah, that was the end of um, chapter 35. Mm -hmm. Chapter 36, and from thence I went to the south to the ends of the earth and saw there three open um, portals or gates of the heaven and and thence there come dew, rain, and wind. And from thence I went to the east, to the ends of the heaven, and saw there three eastern portals of heaven open in the small portals above them. Through each of these small portals passed the stars of heaven and run their course to the west on the path which is shown to them. And as often as I saw, I blessed always the Adonai of glory. And I continue to bless the Adonai of glory who has wrought great and glorious wonders to show the greatness of his work to all his angels and to spirits of men that they might praise his work and all his creation that they might see the work of his might and praise the great work of his hands and bless him forever and that's all we have for today so sorry it wasn't uh, nothing juicy up in there but Okay. <laughs> 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 <